Now is your time to flinch. What's happening, everybody? Welcome back to the 13th floor where the furniture isn't always the best, but the views are amazing. I am your moderator, B. Jones, and the furniture is moving on the 13th floor, ladies and gentlemen. We are transitioning the show. Um, you know, last week we got into finding your own land. It was crazy how organic it was, especially after we got off the podcast. We realized that we had not necessarily been neglecting, but just kind of touching on a lot of issues that were really important to us and getting our male perspective, our black male perspective out there on some issues. And then we just realized like, yeah, this is actually our lane that we can get in and dominate. So I want to welcome you back to the new 13th, or welcome you to the new 13th floor where the furniture isn't always the best, but the views are amazing. Before we get into the show, I got to introduce my guys, man. We got a full cast on here today, yeah. man. First big six, up, big six. First up, Mr. Logistics, our resident administrator, educator. He's going to be taking over a, lot, a larger portion of the show today. So I know he's ready for that. But BJ, what's going on, bro? Everything is good, man. Another day, another day to get out there and help change lives. Let's make it happen, man. Easy, easy. Before I get to, you know, Mr. Sex in the City over there, he's over there chomping at the bit to get his uh, his song out here. I'm going to go to, yeah. I'm going to go to T.I., man. Welcome back to the show, man. We're going to get into you a little bit today as well. Hey, always good to be back, man. I appreciate it. Easy, easy. So, Mr. Sex in the City, phase on. What you got for us today, man? All right, man. Well, there's a man with no future. It seems he can't live out his dreams. Now he's trapped thinking he won't succeed. But he can't believe. Live your life today, not for tomorrow. That is your neighborhood trash man, Rock. How y'all doing today? Hope y'all had a great time listening. Yes, I threw it back to Rock. So all those to listen and watch that show for, I think it was about three or four seasons. Yes, CSI started with Rock. So uh, yeah, welcome. I'm glad you guys are all here. You get to see all of us, get to hear us. And uh, remember to subscribe, uh, share with a friend, and uh, enjoy the show, audio or visual. We're here to please. Hey man, I don't know where you be pulling these things out of your hat, man. What is, what is, well actually, we're not even gonna go there right now. Yeah, let them tell the secrets, let them make yeah. what they do. Or, yeah, it's just literally, I remember growing up, and, and I will pass off, but I remember growing up watching these shows. So these are all the shows that I got to see um, that were all fighting for the same time slot, unfortunately, which probably something got canceled. Um, but yeah, they were good shows, good shows, man. I'm going to keep putting these joints down on my notepad so I can go ahead and check them out, you know, after the podcast. Next up, PJ Barry, be fresh. What you got for the people today, bro? You know, I'm just going to uh, keep it short and blissful. You know, I'm, I'm excited that I'm, I'm getting more Instagram followers and people tuning in, getting fresh evaded and, and, and being able to, you know, keep their excitement and motivation up. Other than that, I'm happy everyone's tuned in. Happy we finally live and direct. Y'all can see this beautiful face and everyone else, you know. We out here. We are live. We are direct. We excited. Let's get it in. Let's get it in, man. And last but not least, the prolific orator, Carol. What's happening, my brother? Fame. I'm going to live forever. I'm going to learn how to fly. <laughs> I feel it coming together. People will see me and cry. Fame. I'm good. What's happening, brother? All is well. All is well, man. Glad to be here. Now that's man. a song. Movie yeah, that's and a TV song. show. And a TV show. I was like, mm -hmm. movie or TV show? Which one? TV show. <laughs> ah, both. <laughs> TV show. It's, yeah. Go ahead and start it the education just... process so we can go ahead and get it out the way and move <laughs> <Yeah>. on. <laughs> hey, this well, is very right. true. Now, now that I can talk, uh, so for those of you that don't know what Rock, the show, uh, that was with Charles. That's true. And, and and Rocky, what was his name? Rocky Carroll, I think his name was. Mm -hmm. Rocky Carroll, yep. yeah. Wow. Rocky Carroll. Yep. You mm -hmm. can do that hip little dance move, that little slide. Yeah, he get mad. Switch little white kick. Yeah. <laughs> that was my choice. Nope. Hey, T.I. has no idea who we're talking about. Smiling and just. No, y'all talking about, uh, you said Rocky Carroll. 
Exactly. Rocky Carroll. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There it is, ladies and gentlemen. We got the introductions out of the way. We got another great podcast lined up for you today, man. We're going to be tackling a little bit of a social issue amongst the community and with education, man. That's where BJ is going to come in. But before we get into that, man, we first have to welcome back our, our beloved intern, man. Or I don't know, maybe, maybe not welcome back. He might be just having half a foot in the door right now but jay you know you had a little hiatus man were you able to find your team <laughs> wow dang man on the first one like on the first uh visual one though like you just gonna throw that out there you know what I mean? <laughs> it wasn't no disclaimer you know what i mean um no nah, man i was uh you know, had to take a minute because i was uh, catching up with some schoolwork i had you know this this the, the grind never stops so i was just doing some of that Okay, man. Well, you know, continue to do what you got to do, man, to get back in Carol's good graces, man. I hear he loves cookies. Um, yeah, cookies are like his his thing, bro. But how was the uh, how was the go live this week, man? I'm sorry I missed it. No, no, it was it was great. It was great. Today we uh, not today. Uh, this past Sunday we hit on fear of failure. Um, man, it just the show really is helping me a lot. It's making me reflect. It's making me look back over my life and and really holding myself accountable. Um, and then like just. The feedback we're getting, the, the the suggestions we're getting for the show, or the the, the requests, or the um, people engaging and actually talking to us, talking to us through the live uh, feed, it's just been great feedback, man. So I'm I'm just grateful for everybody that's tuning in and uh, and checking us out. Hey, I was just curious. Um, does does this show help you? <laughs> I'm just curious. It's just a question. You can answer it. Ah, man. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. He got like, <laughs> it's like so. My son does that, man. That's like it's crazy. It just popped up. He he asked a qu- I asked him a question. He just looked like, dang, am I supposed to answer this? Am I supposed <laughs> no, to just take I, it I, and get in yeah, trouble? I never, I never know how to like. If, whenever Kay asks me a question, man, I never really know if it's a solid answer supposed to be delivered or just a. It's a thought process. Just take you need to exactly absorb this. Just take it and walk away. You know what I mean? Just take it and walk away. Step into the vortex. Step into exactly. the vortex. Step, step lightly, young man. Step lightly, man. <laughs> hey, man, I got a question for you guys, man. Uh, before we get into to BJ's topic or whatever. Um, so I was going to the doctor's office and, I, you know, when I go to the doctor's office or dental office or whatever, I've spoken about it before on the podcast where me and my lady, once you finish the dental school, we talking about opening up our own practice, dental practice. So when I go to the offices and everything, I'm really paying attention to how the offices run. So how the services, the layouts, all of these things, you know what I'm saying? Because I want to make sure I, I pull, you know, from good places and have, you know, good ideas and make sure my office is, you know, set up. You know what I'm saying? Just learning, you know, learning tricks of the trade. So I go to the, to the uh, doctor's office a couple weeks ago, man. And, you know, one of my biggest pet peeves when I go into the doctor is the whole hurry up and get there. And then you got to sit and wait for forever to even be seen. So this particular office, you know, they have the rule. And I think this is something that I wouldn't incorporate as well, where if you're like 20 or 30 minutes later, 15 minutes later, something like that, and you don't call beforehand or call like 24 hours beforehand to cancel your visit or something, you got to pay like a fee, like a $50 fee. So I'm, I'm wary of that before I get there. And so I'm, I'm usually there like 10, 15 minutes early or whatever, but I get there this time. I'm there early or whatever, fill out my paperwork, it's the first time or whatever. But then I'm just sitting in the waiting room, kicking it for like 30, 30, 40 minutes or whatever. So when the doctor comes, first thing I ask him is, you know, so when am I going to get paid my $50 fee? Because that's what they would charge me, you know what I'm saying, if if I was late. So I wanted to get you guys a take on it, man, because I mean, I I didn't think I was stepping out of line. It was definitely a... Uh, segue into a, a deeper conversation or whatever, kind of lighten the mood. But like, I was kind of serious, man, because I mean, I just sat here for 30 minutes. And if I had been late, you was going to be trying to charge my credit card for that $50. So what, what do y'all think about it? Hey, so what kind of doctor was this? Oh, this is a, a podiatrist. Oh, so it was a foot doctor? Yeah. Okay. If it was a general physician and you were a little bit older, I would tell you, you might want to be careful because... <laughs> It might be time for that prostate check. <laughs> and it's okay. <laughs> you want to take as much time as possible for that. 
No, actually, man, like, I'm not even worried about the prostate tech. I had that done, like, five, when I was 25, uh, when I was in Florida, just because, like, the doctor was like, hey, I have a friend who was in med school, and so he he was, like, recommending the early checkups or whatever, and this is when I first got a, you know, decent paying job, I got real health insurance, so I'm going to the doctor, I'm like, hey, what about this prostate exam? Not really knowing what all is entailed or whatever, and then, you know, got my mind blown or whatever, so... Uh, yeah, not not too worried about that. The, the, the next time. like pressure. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> said, oh, oh, I got you. I'm gonna let you know what it is. <laughs> I got you. Oh yeah, nurse, get the Vaseline, please. <laughs> no, but um, as far as like the the whole the whole like you hurry up and get there and wait. Like I work at a pediatric office, so I deal with that. Like you know, parents coming in and. The problem is, man, like you don't know how many people came before you that were late. And then that pushes the doctors back. And then the, you know, so like it's not, it's, a lot of it is not necessarily on you. It's a lot of, or on them as well. It's other people that play a factor. The um, snowball effect. But you know yeah, what? Yeah, yeah, I, it really does. I, I, I've seen good doctors and I've seen good practices where, you know, for instance, you know, EJ, she's currently <clears> pregnant <throat> right now. So going to a doctor and seeing that. The setup where someone is late or they're running behind. The doctor has people who, before you see a doctor, let me see somebody. Walk into a room, let somebody walk in, check, check my blood pressure, check something, so that I feel that even if you're running late, the time is already moving because someone's doing some work or I'm already doing the urine test or doing this test or doing whatever. But yeah. just sitting in a room by yourself waiting, that's exactly. like the worst. That is the worst. Someone needs to talk to me. I understand. Exactly. And that was that was the exact situation, man, because I, I can definitely understand if it's a full waiting room, like I kind of expect to, you know, be delayed a little bit. But I, it's me and like one or two other people in here. So it's like, <laughs> why am I waiting 30 or 40 minutes? You know, and if your schedule is that backed up, I mean, maybe you need to be looking at, you know, what you have going on. And don't be trying to charge me no $50 <laughs> if I'm coming late, man. Like, if you're going to be late, how you going to charge me? Like, well, you got to pass. You got to need to now. be able to make exactly to notate your account and, oh, uh, wait, wait a minute. Let me get that discount. One, one pass, exactly. <laughs> one pass, no copay on this one. You can go ahead. But it's honestly, like you said, it's a it's a teachable moment for yourself to look for ways to implement. I think exactly. um, a better in system. any business, uh, it, it's good to have those touch points, especially if you are in a business such as a doctor or a dentist, where you are going to pretty much know that you are going to incur wait times for your clientele. Right. That it's about understanding and making sure that there are touch points and contact points with those patients or clients in order to make them still feel welcome, even when there are those down moments. So being able to know when they come in, you're greeting them, there's uh, things for them to do in the waiting area, just like Art said, once they're going to the back, there's somebody who can A, do some simple things to make them feel like something's going on, taking their blood pressure, doing whatever, but then also after they've been sitting there for five, 10 minutes, that somebody else comes back in and can maybe discuss a little deeper what their main issue is that day or whatever's going on in order to continue to make that patient feel like they are involved in the process instead of uh, sitting by themselves. All right, so I got three things. One, hi, Maddie. <laughs> Before you go, okay, okay, did we see the, remember the thing we saw in the news where the, the mom came in? That, that it was a CNN, the CNN interview with yeah. that in the back. Yeah. Okay, go ahead, I'm sorry, go ahead, go ahead. Uh, two, I have a suggestion uh, for the dental office, PlayStation, and Xbox. Ooh, I, okay, <laughs> they've never done that. Okay, why have they never no, done No, 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 they have. So I went to the best dentist I ever did as a kid, and they had arcade games, broken arcade games. Like, I mean, like broken as in like, there's no cord needed, yeah. button, no problem. Um, and, and there, and that was like the highlight of the I run, You office. know what, when I had my eye doctor in Fairbanks, Alaska, the same thing, I remember that used to be the funnest time because you'd go to this office and he would have like Pac-Man that you yes. could play as much as you want. It didn't even matter if the game was good or not. It was just the <laughs> fact that you could sit there and, and waste time 
the play time will go free. by, you won't even think about it. You want you yeah, and you know that's a, actually a really good suggestion, especially if you got like some of them Pac-Man vintage games yep. or whatnot yep. for those people, because I ain't trying to be on there playing no Call I'm of Duty, a, man. Look, I'm not. I'm not that. I'm gonna tell you even cheaper, even cheaper. You could set up like four or five flat screens, and right. you can get. They have the new arcade things where they're like a hundred dollars for something yeah. that has yeah. every Sega, Nintendo, yeah. every old game system yeah, that package. you just have like four of those set up. And literally, people could just go in there here, play Nintendo, play exactly. Super Nintendo, play Genesis, whatever it is, and it would be easy to entertain them. They could sit there and have a good time because they'll be able to play with their kids and reminisce on the old days. Like this is what Super Mario used to look like. Oh my God, he looks just like squares. What is that? <laughs> Minecraft. Minecraft. This is what we call eight-bit graphics. Right. <laughs> and, and here's my third thing. So Jay, since you work at the pediatrician, do you get priority scheduling for your appointments? <laughs> the truth comes out. I, uh, I, I do. <laughs> Oh, so we just go, okay, this is go, this, this is what's gonna happen. Exactly. So this the whole show? Exactly. Or is this show about T.I., you know what I mean? Educating the world or is it T.I.? It's also Welcome Back. It's also the Welcome Back T.I. podcast. I was gonna do Welcome Back Carter at the beginning. Hey, that would've been a nice drop. That'd've been a nice drop. Next week. Next week. Next week, easy. Man. So after the the levity of that situation, and me and the doctor having a decent laugh, even though I really did want my fifty dollars, we uh <laughs> we got on the subject of education somehow, some way, man. I don't remember exactly what it was, but this uh this man who I will you know leave out having to be a forty five supporter. Hey, bro. And, hey, bro. Yeah, I, I'm sorry, bro. Go back. What's wrong with your feet, man? Dang it, I thought I made it out. I thought I made it out the woods. You know what I mean? He ran track. He ran track. Don't try to to skip an important part of the story. (laughs) Let's talk talk about that gang green. Uh, no, man, it ain't really gang green. You got a what? Nah, no bunions, man. It's just that uh, that annoying uh, toenail fungus, bro. Like it's mm. uh, it's trying to take over. So I got to get that junk, uh, you know, removed right now. Quickly. It's fighting the captain. It's right. fighting the captain now. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, man. Uh, it's, it's. I mean, I, I got the treatment. What, like two, three weeks ago? I got two more to go. Um, the junk hurts. Um, yeah. It's like getting a it's it's like getting a tattoo, but like times ten. And I have wow. plenty of tattoos because it's a laser, man. It's basically burning you. And I got brands. I have tattoos, but, yeah, but it's like an, that, it's that annoying, area. man. Like that it's that annoying, area. and it's a small area with a lot of nerves. So you just like it's like a thousand pins and needles just sticking you or whatever. Like getting your um, teeth clean. No, that's no, not. It's, it's not. What? No, it doesn't Why hurt. Yeah. I hate it. That's a, whole other, that's a whole other topic. Never mind. Yeah, go ahead, that's, go ahead, go ahead. something's wrong. Something's yeah, wrong. so, you know, a couple more treatments, <laughs> and a, a year later, I'll have, you know, I'll be back to my, you know, French vaccine or whatever. But anyway, moving right along. Were you um, French manicures? No, 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 no French manicures, but I'll actually be track, fresh. Get them, get, them, get them buffed. Get them buffed. Uh-oh. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? You got to take care of your feet, man. They take care of you. you, you do. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, so we somehow got on the, the topic of education. Me and this dude are going kind of back and forth, man, because he makes the bold statement that, you know, our 45th president is going to be looking to get reelected in one of the major ways that he's going to do it. Oh, that's how we got on the um, subject, because I was talking about uh, Mike Panache 5, how I used to work with um, mentoring programs when I was back in Miami, and how we were kind of look, looking forward to doing that, you know, with our group. And then he Shout was out like, oh, to yeah. Root, bro. Yeah, man, he'll make it back on here someday. He's out there, you know, training his next Hall of Fame pitcher right. or, or what have you. Yeah, um, yeah but shout Nothing out to Mike D. Nothing but heat. Uh, but yeah, so we were talking about that. And he was saying how he thinks Trump is going to utilize that type of program in the inner cities to, you know, with Betsy DeVos being the Secretary of Education or whatever, to try and utilize that to win the African-American vote in the next election. And so 
I gave him a, a swift, swift side eye because I don't necessarily think that, you know, our 45th president is going to do a whole lot of anything that is going to directly benefit, you know, that community. However, he is a very smart businessman. He did somehow manage to, you know, win over enough folks to get mm -hmm. into the White House. So he, he definitely knows his strategy. And if it's coming from like, you know, Steve Bannon, um, it, it could happen. But then he uh, went as far to say how the charter school system should overtake the public school system and then to allow some sort of voucher program so that the, the parents or whoever have choices. And so, um, you know, I challenged him on it um, because I personally feel like, especially after having a little bit of an education from BJ, who's gonna jump on in a minute, uh, but I definitely feel like uh, the charter schools, they can't necessarily, they can't really replace the public schools because one, the infrastructure isn't all the way set up. And if you talk about the funding and everything that goes into it, and you know, BJ's gonna hit on this as well, like the, uh, from what I understand and know, it comes from the same place. So I don't necessarily know how that is a quick fix instead of, you know, investing into the public school system and giving it the resources, not just to rebuild the, the, the facilities, but to, you know, hire uh, qualified teaching personnel and people who are really passionate about teaching instead of, you know, the college graduate who just can't find a job, who's just here for a paycheck. So, you know, we, we, we went around and talked a few statistics on how America spends more per capita on its education system, yet we're like somewhere down the, the bottom. You know, and it's it, you can throw out the numbers and everything, but at the end of the day, the education system, it, it afflicts in a negative way certain communities, and those are for specific reasons. So, you know, I'm going to throw it to BJ, man. You can pick up wherever you want to, and, and that, you know, you might want to start from the beginning for those who may not have, you know, the best knowledge on the public versus charter school situation and any house bills and SC DeVos' role. And then what, what I really want to do is after you explain all of that to us, you know, give us some kind of takeaways on what we can do to actually influence these things because, um, you know, I feel it's really important for us in the community to, you know, do what we need to do and have a voice and make our voice be heard when it comes to changing the administration and the policies that evolve our school system. So I'm going to go ahead and let you take it away, man, and go from there. That's absolutely right. So how much time I got? Because we could talk about this for the next few hours. Man, oh, we're going to try to condense that into like 20, you know what I'm saying, 15, 20, 25 minutes, man. We're going to try to make it work. All right, I got you. So keep you rolling if we get caught up, because this is something when we start talking, I can talk about this for hours, um, literally. But um, when you, I'm going to back up real quick. So when you talk about, first of all, him, um, number 45, being reelected upon a, a platform of um, education, basically, is what you're saying. Redefining education in inner city. Well, first of all, he's going to, he's digging his hole so deep to him to even use that as a platform, it would be detrimental to him. Um, first of all, with his appointment of DeVos to that position um, was a major slap in the face to educators across the nation. Um, as far as her track record, as far as her background with public education, with the knowledge base of being in a school system. Um, she comes from the financial side of backing charter schools, um, which is a totally different governing board, which is a totally different structure. So that whole theory, that whole mindset is something totally left field than what we need in our public schools. Not saying some, not saying all charter schools are bad, don't get me wrong, um, but that whole structure is just not the way that um, we are set up to do things with the public school system. I'm a proud public school system um, graduate um, from Ohio, Cincinnati Public Schools to be exact. Um, I believe in the public schools education system across the nation. I believe we've got a whole lot of work to do, but I believe there that it's um, even a whole generation of kids in the dark uh, when it comes to a lot of different areas about being ready to just succeed in life. I'm not talking about um, graduate and going to college, just be ready to handle day-to-day -day, um, instances, simple math, basic reading. We're leaving a lot of kids behind. Um, you can make you can make the case for minorities across the nation and get me wrong when you look at those numbers that is the large amount but um the number one indicator of a kid not being successful in school today is poverty and as we all know poverty has hit across every nation across every city 
in the U.S. Not nation. I said it wrong. Across every city, across every state in the U.S. right now. So when the face of poverty changes from that black kid, that Hispanic kid, to that white kid, and no matter where you go, poverty is that number one indicator. And until we um, have some policy in place to help districts and schools support that issue, we're going to have an issue forever. Um, okay. So what? So when you talk about the, the public versus uh, charter schools situation, what is the main difference? You know, because my daughter, she started in public school. She's in a charter school now. I kind of understand that there's a lottery and everything to it. But for the listeners, what is the, the difference between the public school system and the charter school system? Well, if you go back to its true inception, charter schools were initially established um, as an alternative to the public schools. And I say alternative not to compete with, but to offer something in excess of. Meaning, if the public school system, if the public schools were the neighborhood, where my, I started my teaching career in Liberty City here in Miami. All right, so if I'm in Liberty City, I'm using a prime example because you're dealing with minorities, you're dealing with poverty, you're dealing with all the issues we're gonna be talking about here today. So if I'm in Liberty City and all my schools are in a failing status, no matter what that's based on, if it's a school grade, if it's test scores, whatever the case may be, but if my school is not producing students that are ready to move on, um, reading at the grade level they should be, reading at the level period they should be, or even near their grade level, I have a major issue. So charter school inception really was to come in and say, hey, the public schools in this area is not working. We're gonna offer an uh, alternative program to motivate, to get kids involved, to get keep kids engaged in the educational process. That may be um, a few years ago before the whole STEM thing blew up and everybody wanted to be a STEM school, everybody wanted to be an art school or magnet school. Um, they might have brought in a science um, charter school for, with a science curriculum or STEM in general. It might be the arts, it might be sports like that. So the- But it's supposed to be one set curriculum because, uh, well, it's supposed to be one set curriculum for that charter school. It's not supposed to be like blanket or whatever. It should not be exactly what that child could get in that elementary school just right down the street. It should okay. be something alternative. It shouldn't okay. be a competitive that we're gonna offer the same as that thing and ours is better. We're offering something different that can enhance the education of your child. So, so some, schools do have a, some schools do have the lottery system, which mm -hmm. in essence, you can claim that there's still bias there because how do you really know it's a lottery system? Mm -hmm. you're, you're, you're banking on the fact that somebody's telling you the truth, when mm -hmm. actually somebody can be counting um, applications in the back and looking at ethnicity, it can be looking at um, social and economic status. They can be looking at any, any type of factor that it could affect you out. So you're believing that it's going to be a lottery system and you hope that it will be. And uh, honestly, some are, but we know for a fact that there are a few that are not. I got a random question. Okay. So, hey, you want to go, I can, I can hold it. Hold well, I'm going to go to you in a second. Cause I was going to say, that's one of the things that I like the most about my daughter's charter school is that it is, um, it's a lot more challenging than the public school that she was at um, the previous year, prior year. Um, they make them, think a little bit more outside the box. They teach some of the same concepts, but they, they're exposing to them a lot, to a lot of different things, especially when it comes to worldly, you know, wisdom and things about different cultures or what have you. So I don't necessarily know if there is any type of STEM or science or whatever, like program specifically for the school, but they do teach in a, um, just a little bit more different manner. It's a little bit more challenging and everything, but I feel like they're, what is, I'm gonna let Art ask his question first, but then I wanna get into what is the difference or what is holding the public school system from teaching a similar curriculum? Uh, but go ahead, Art, go ahead, ask your question first. I, mine's kind of a, a tied tier. So one one hand I wanna ask, uh, you mentioned Liberty City and how the schools are off felling. What makes, like what makes <clears> that a felling school? Is it the, the family situation living in or is it the school? That's one question and we'll hold that up. But the next one is, um, when I grew up and when I went to high school and I was a public high school kid after eighth grade, um, my school, Bartram, had that same program, but it wasn't considered like um, charters. We just had like different schools. So the main building was where you judge generic or general population, generals, um, math, science, everything was there. But then there were different buildings. So I went to the business building. There was an art and science building. There was a you know, engineering building. And this is in high school. So it was kind of like you were able to go through a magnet program or a charter school, but still be in the public system, but specializing right. in that specific field. So what happened to that? Did that, that just die off? 
So my school in Ohio was, in Cincinnati, was very similar, about almost the same. We didn't have different buildings, just different wings within the same school. Um, so same setup. That style, that that method of, of teaching is really, I can't say outdated, but in order to spread out, because I'm, I'm, I can think of that school in particular, kids came from all over the city to that location. Mm-hmm. What started to happen is you pull the, I say, I say the best time from over the city to one location and the other schools suffer because you're pulling the top students from those locations. Mm-hmm. In that case, it, let's take around every city. So you got Northwestern, you got Central, you got Booker T who's not that far away. Um, I'm trying to think everything else around there. There's a, there's a few more high schools in there. North Miami um, is, is nearby too. So kids have an option to go, but each school has their focus. So for instance, um, Northwestern, they always had some CTE programs, parent technical education programs. Like right now, right now, Northwestern is the only school in the US that still has their um, laundry, I, I can't think of it, the, the name of that program, but they actually have a um, laundry facility to take a dry cleaning, sorry, a dry cleaning program. So they're teaching oh, wow. a skill for kids who do not want to go. Because let's face College. it, one thing we, we got in a trap in the U.S. from in the trades, but it's not your old voc ed programs that used to be where all the kids who they knew or they thought weren't smart enough were going right. to get pushed mm-hmm. in just to get a trade. Right. Voc ed programs today are more rigorous than some other coursework that you're going to get just going through ninth to 12th grade just in a standard diploma. Like those kids are coming out of the old voc ed, which is now CTE, Career and Technical Education courses. They're coming out with their AA degrees because they're doing dual enrollment at a college level, or they're coming out with the certifications mm-hmm. that an adult would have, adult and making more, pretty much more than their teacher who was a teacher in high school is making coming out of those programs. Wow. So it's a whole, whole different aspect now. To jump back to what Brett was saying about the whole theory of why isn't public education adopting those ideals? Because you have to realize one of the things that, and I, I don't know what type of school that is, but let's take. Uh, a Montessori program, for example. If, if the charter school was a Montessori setup, then those teachers have been specifically trained in the Montessori style of teaching. Um, and that's a total different mindset, a total different training that you would have to go through as a teacher, as an instructor, um, to hone your craft, to become an educator. Because I, I, there's a difference between the teacher and the educator. Educator is somebody who's invested in their craft. A teacher is somebody who's there day to day, whose whose job is just to pretty much get you through the course. BJ's personal opinion, we can argue sometime. <laughs> Be that Jones at UMiami.edu if you want to debate that, I'll do that with anybody. But anyway, um, <laughs> that was a good as, breakdown. I, I will say actually though that that's a excellent way to kind of break that down and, and get people to understand the difference and. There are lots of, I'm I'm sure all of us encounter many teachers in Mm -hmm. our, you know, uh, uh, education that it's, it's a huge difference in in being able to find somebody who wants to educate is, is valuable. Very valuable. To be educated, it's a craft and you have to hone your craft. You don't just finish the day you're done with teacher college and you pass the test. If you're not continuing continuous education, trying to hone your craft and make yourself better at what you do and learning the newest ways to get kids involved and adapting yourself, because face it, I started teaching back in 2004, 2005. If I taught the same way then, today that I did then, I'm shot myself in the foot, I'm done. <laughs> Very true. And, and that's just over what, 12 years now. Mm. Just 12 years, and in a 12 year span, things have changed so much. Um, with technology integration, with just different style, with the style of learner that we have. I see it with my own kids. My kids don't learn the same way and they could be in the same classroom and I know they're not gonna get the same thing from the teacher. Mm-hmm. This, because this applies, their learning style is different. Well, I was gonna say, every listeners, this applies outside of just being an educator, you yourself in your career and in your goals, if you are not doing the same things as far as educating yourself, honing your craft, being thirsty to um, introduce yourself to the new ways and, and um, techniques that people are using to accomplish what you're trying to accomplish, you're cheating yourself. You're Correct. you're losing out. Very much so. That's in any any field. And I want to hit on going all the way back to Brett talking about poverty. So one of the things that we've had going on, especially in minority community right now, is 
gentrification or regeneration. Definitely. And what a lot of people don't realize and talk about is that regentrification has been going on in the public school system for the longest time. That was another thing. Go ahead. And it's a thing that's happening right now. So as we're going into these schools and we're putting in these programs, you have kids from the local community that don't qualify to be in those programs or can't get into those magnet programs. And those kids are either getting displaced to other schools where they have the resources or they have more of the traditional teachers that aren't educating. They're just teaching hmm. them the exam or the test they need to pass. Oh, right. those exams, those tests. Right. Which we're, we won't get into that right now. Well, testing, but, I ain't gonna lie. Testing is needed because that's a whole bigger, a whole nother aspect, but we won't go there right now. Right. So you, you bring in kids from all these other cities and all these other places. You bring in the best of these other places, but then the people that should actually be, that should be their home school, they're now kind of pushed to the side because we have these other kids that we're, that we're uh, dedicating resources to. And that was a big point that I brought up to uh, the doctor when we were in the office because his his uh, big thing was, you know, providing the choice to the parent. So the parent has a choice to send their child to a, a charter school that fits the needs of their child. But I'm like, okay, first of all, most charter schools that I know of are on a lottery system or you gotta you gotta find a spot. So first of all, the infrastructure isn't even set up yet for that to be uh, uh, feasible. You know, and then you're gonna talk about what about the kid who just can't get to that charter school or doesn't make it in, or like you said, the gentrification of it. That's basically what you're doing to the education system. You're taking all of the talent, putting it in one space or all of the kids who fit a certain description or look a certain way, putting them in one place and then leaving the others by the wayside instead of taking and rehabilitating or resuscitating the the education system, the public education system. One of the drawbacks with with accountability nowadays, and give me, I'm I'm all for accountability. My job is in accountability right now. There has to be accountability in the schools in order to help certain schools move. If not, um, they will be get left by the wayside like they have been in the past. And that's, I can give you some examples of that. But when you talk about those kids, so what happens when Carol hit the nail on the head? You talk about gentrification within the schools. So they bring in these magnet programs or whatever, and it goes back to the same thing I was mentioning before. So you bring in a a arts magnet, which is going to bring in artsy kids. And no matter where they come from, they can come to your to your school. And it's a whole magnet. It's a lottery program within the school. They, they can select their kids. Now, again, like you said, those are the kids who don't make the fit get left out either in a general studies program within a high school or they have to go to another place because really what they do is reconstitute the school a lot of time which makes them able to be selective in their students so what they're trying to do is bring in another group of kids to help boost up their grade help boost up the stats within a school so the accountability system is not have their a magnifying glass on they looking down their backs on at everything they do so they're playing the game. Education, if anybody tells you it's not a game, every single day of life, you learn how to play the game. Bottom line. And if somebody tells you any other different, they're lying to your face or they don't know the game themselves and they need to get out. Bottom gotcha. line. Gotcha. So I got one more question, man, before we get into how us as parents or uh, people in the community can start influencing, you know, the education system to better fit our needs. Um, There's a big myth, and I say myth lightly because it might actually be true, but you'll be able to debunk this or not. There's a big myth that the charter schools are actually much better than, you know, the public schools or that they perform much better than the public school system. Is this necessarily true? You have cases where that may be true, then you have cases probably more say, so than not that's... in the state of Florida, that's not. I got a prime example from today um, that just happened at the State Board of Education meeting here in Florida. Um, so I'm not gonna name the, the district within Florida because it's not about putting nobody <laughs> in the spotlight. We don't need any problems. We, yeah. the, But we don't need to highlight it because it's an issue that they know what's going on and they're addressing it. So. Um, Charter schools in the D.C. area and New York, in my opinion, have been established with a better foundation um, mm-hmm. and, are, and are thriving better. Now, I'm not too familiar with many others around the nation. I'm sure there are great ones no matter where. There are great ones here in Miami, but I look at the one here in Florida that it was talked about today. So in the state of Florida, every school, no matter if you're a public or a charter, 
um, privates are out of the equation, but public and charter, they get a school grade at the end of the at the end of the year based on test scores and a couple of other factors within there, depending on what type of school they are, elementary, middle, or high. So this particular um, charter school um, had been a DD, a DFD. All right. So okay. in the, their history has been low performance. Now they were bringing up. So as a charter school. The statute says the first, sorry, that they were DDF. Statute says that the first F, um, you have to, you're brought back up before the State Board of Education. Um, Cause the first F you're supposed to be closed. You can, within the first five years, you can file for a file for a voucher, a waiver, excuse me. And that waiver gives you actually one more year to prove yourself. So this school was a DDF a charter school. Um, and they're filling out their waiver this year as their first F. So they got up and pleaded a case of why they believe the recommendation was to not renew their charter. So basically the charter school would close down. The State Board of Education has the right to do that with charter schools. Um, a lot of myth out there is the state state of Florida cannot shut down a public school though. That's a district decision. Again, that's a whole nother topic and myth is out there. But this individual charter school stood before the Board of Education pleaded their case, the commissioner's recommendation was to um, not approve the waiver. So basically the charter school would be shut down for this coming school year. Um, and somebody from the community got up and this man drove, had to driven two, three hours to come to this meeting to speak for 30 seconds. And he got up and a matter of factly, no emotion in his face, very bluntly just said, um, he supports the commissioner. He doesn't believe this charter school needs to be um, to receive the waiver because if you look at all the other public schools in the area they were all either A's, B's or C's hmm. and can offer a better than and in most of in almost all cases a better education opportunity to the kids of the community than that charter that had, has three considered unsatisfactory grades of DDF wow. and the State Board of Education upheld that the commission recommendation Charter was not uh, renewed, and that school will be shut down as of officially as of today. Well, I guess the charter runs out by the end of the month. But basically, they will no longer exist. So, in not all cases, are they better? Are there some out there that are doing what they should be doing and doing right by kids? Yes. At the end of the day, if you're doing right by kids, I have no issue with you. But yeah. then you come in a whole nother issue of special education and providing service to ELL students, English language learners. Um, Especially here in Florida, that's a big issue. Um, but there's certain things that they don't necessarily have to follow as a charter school that are not doing right by kids. So if your student has special needs, charter school may not be the best place for you. You may get the best services in the public school system. But again, gotcha. that, that's a whole nother topic, especially it could be a whole nother topic in itself. Before gotcha. we go on, Brett, I know you're about to pass on. I just want to ask one more quick, and this needs to be a yes or no uh, myth, myth or truth. Um, been told that charter schools are a business and one day they can be here and the other day they can just close down and take whatever things and just be, be gone. That's truth. There were several here in Florida um, that have closed. The teachers show up the next day for work. They were there on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Thursday show up for work and there's a sign on the front door saying we're shut down. We're no longer business. Wow. Um, there's, there's charter schools that I know for a fact from family members who work there. Um, they showed up for school, showed up for work for the two weeks, and it was payday, and they said, Ooh, we don't got no money, we can't pay you this week. Wow. Um, we don't know when we can pay you, but we expect you to come to work. Wow. So yeah, that's, the uh... that they had a choice to make. What Did they believe that money was going to come in and pay them back and then pay them ongoing mm -hmm. or to walk away? In that case... Most people want to walk away. <laughs> right. <laughs> wow. That's hey. tough. So let's That's talk about tough. something that we can give the viewers and the listeners. So for most schools, what can we as parents, uncles, aunts, grandmothers, grandfathers, uh, what can we do to provide the best environment for our kids that are attending these schools? First of all, everybody needs to be um, at the school. And again, we, we have this debate as educators often, what does an involved parent and involved family member look like? And that's different depending on every single household. If I'm a single father, um, I have two kids involved for me, maybe just making sure 
that I have somebody at home that can help them finish their homework, I'm making sure they're getting fed and I'm making sure they get in there the next day. Because I'm upset, excuse me, because the teachers are upset that I'm not there or visible as much, I need to be able to communicate whatever that is to them, um, what my schedule is, how I can support. But at the end of the day, you have to have a voice. You need to know what's going on if that's an email. My, my biggest thing nowadays is if your school does not have, or your teacher doesn't have a social media platform. Class Dojo. Class Dojo was a savior this year. I last year at the school my kids were at. Um, and if people out there don't know what it is, look it up. But I know, Paige, just in general, if your school doesn't have a Twitter account to keep parents updated, if your school doesn't have a Facebook page, you need to get with the times to update because I'll tell you one thing, um, everybody talk about parents don't have internet in the house, parents don't have um, all types of ways to communicate, but I bet you that they're on Twitter, they're on Facebook, there's some way to communicate with them. So if I need to send a message about parent night, then it's gonna come down, I'm gonna blast on all my social media. Outside of that, I also need to make sure that, um, let's put it like this, I, I, you have to realize that parents send the best that they have every single day, right? They're not keeping the good kids at home in, in the, some of the trouble schools that, that I work with. That's one thing we talk about. They're not keeping the good kids at home or sending the good kids to the school down the street just to send the bad kids to this school to, to, to tear it up, to, to have a bad day, to cause teachers have um, situations where they can't handle. It's, it's not, the, not the case. But parents need to be in communication constantly. Communication is the key word. If they're not in communication, uh, and that may be a phone call, a note, a text message, whatever the case may be, these are little things that on a daily basis you have to be in touch with. And then you have to know your student as well. Um, one of the things that we've gotten into is that, and I'm going to sound like an old head right now, but more so that whatever a kid says is taken for face value when they come home and tell you as the parent versus what the teacher says. Mm -hmm. Instead of, the, and the parent goes to the school and flips out and wants yep. to fight a teacher, fight the principal, do all this stuff without even going and asking what's going on, what's not. And I'm not saying that all kids are, kids are lying or like that, but mm -hmm. you can't just take for face value every single thing that comes out of the mouth of your kids. I think that- I, so. I, know, I, I, I know my kids too, and I know I can't do that. I know my own kids. <laughs> Again, though, I think that's something that uh, as, as our listeners and as us, as people in society, that's something we need to take into account, period, that too often we get caught up in, you know, taking one side's word before getting the whole story really is the biggest point of it, that especially in situations like that with your child and an adult, it's okay to, instead of deciding to go, you know, postal, to find out, you know, the full story from someone who, you know, at least should assume has, you know, a stronger mindset and a, uh, a better account of, uh, kind of, uh, way to account what happened and, and to kind of bring the whole thing into light and to give a better perspective uh, on what Absolutely. happened. Absolutely. Um, I, I could tell y'all story for days, and y'all wouldn't believe half the stories that I tell you, like, that really didn't happen in this school and it that sounds like a new segment like you just drop <laughs> one of those you know before, before before you go ahead and drop one of those man we definitely want to uh take the time to thank you for all of the knowledge you just dropped on us on that on that segment on education man if we have any listeners that wanted to reach out to you whether they're in the state of florida or not and they had questions for you as far as how they can impact the education system or help their child or whatever how can they reach you uh, the best thing is just shoot me an email. Um, it's b.jones at umiami.edu. That's the best email I get it. I'm on email, phone constantly. Um, but I'm, I'm already, I'm always ready to talk about education. And parents out there, if you're listening, I mean, seriously, you just need to, first of all, one thing, don't go in the attitude, was this not the way I did it? Because that's not the way we're teaching now and realize that things have evolved, things have changed. So when Carol asks about what can we do, one thing is just be be willing to listen first. And also know who your school board members are, 
know who the, the people around your community have the most voice are, the pastors, the, the business people, whoever has the most voice, the most pool. Because if something needs to change, somebody needs to speak up about it. And not, not all the time do we have to wait for somebody to step up and do that. Sometimes you have to be the person to initiate it. Because I'll be the first person to tell you, even in my current job, um, I'll meet parents and I'll tell them, look, um, you need to go complain. You need to call the mm-hmm. news team. You need to call the radio. You need to call the what's going on. People need to know what's going on. Now, I can't do that myself, but you're a parent here. You can do that, make that happen. When did and that change? The, the I, I, squeaky I wheel gets the most oil. I don't remember my mom ever have, having to come up to my school and, and, and talk to someone or, or like she was involved with my letter I brought home. But I don't remember, even in high school, that was just, there wasn't much, but like when did it have to be that, that in order for things to move forward, the parent had to be there. The well, was your, was your school uh, that bad? I about to say it's, it's more <laughs> no, dependent it on, that could be that's, it. Okay. that's a huge determining factor of if the school is, is, you know, not performing well and, you know, the, the teachers and the administration are not doing what they have to do. Just like Got DJ it. said, it's understanding that your voice is, is powerful and the fact that just bringing it to light is, is a big factor. So yeah, speaking, yeah. we're talking Southside High versus uh, Breakfast Club. Eastside High? Eastside High. Thank you. Eastside. Eastside. That's totally correct. Because one one thing you got to know, um, no matter what the research is, no matter what goes on in the schools, if the right administrator is not in that building, backed up by the right educators and not just teachers, educators in that building to reach every kid and have the passion to reach every kid, backed up by the students who are there to be, who have been motivated by, by the parents who are then backed by the community. It's, it's that, it's that non, that it takes community to raise a child effect yeah. in the school and people have lost sight of that. Now it's me against you and don't say nothing to my kid. Mm. The neighbors don't know, I don't know my neighbors. I don't really care about my neighbors. Yep. I don't care if my neighbor's kid is in the same class. We don't we don't talk about that stuff. No. Wow. So yes. get involved in your PTAs. Know what's going on in the school. If you can't get involved in PTA, at least be on the mailing list and know what's going on. Bring up things. Mm-hmm. Argue with stuff. Don't just take everything for face value. If they tell you they're going to do something the next year and they're going to implement <laughs> uniforms and that's something you don't believe in, go talk about it. Don't just take it. I mean, infiltrate that's, a, those that's a random thing. But yes, yes, it's very important. Man. The PTAs, you know, the the, there's thing. a lot of... Well, I was going to say that's where a lot of uh, old mean girls graduate to is the PTA. So make sure to infiltrate those and make sure that y'all conquer the mean girls. I'm sorry to cut you off, Kay. No, no, no problem. The last thing I was going to say is that the office of president of the United States is not the only thing that you vote for. Right. So, <laughs> Bang. Message. Vote for your local officials as well who determine a lot of what who gets placed in the school systems and things like that mm-hmm. so please remember that don't just go out every four years every every six months every eight months when they have that vote you need to be out and know what's going on when they have school board elections you need to be out there and know who you're voting for because just that there's a major shakeup in miami day last year when a new a new person was was put on um, the school board, he overturned somebody who had been there for years. Hmm. And when that happened, like you saw the change happen in other areas because of the work he was doing in his area. Big shout out to Steve Gallon. I ain't gonna keep that. Big shout out to Steve Gallon here in my paper. <laughs> hey, that's what's up. That's what's up. I think that's something that people don't realize is is just like you said, when it starts with that 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 first drop in the bucket, that it allows that change and how much um you know, it, it's just like government, school systems just like government where there are a lot of old school mentality people who have been there forever and are just trying to do the status quo because they're looking to get that pension. And it's good to have, you know, new people, that new fresh thinking and, and understanding that we cannot go off the same rules and strategies that we did 20, 30 years ago because it's going to keep us in the, you know, distant place that we are in the Correct. nation and you know as far as the world in education Correct. there it is gentlemen i hate to cut y'all off man because the discussion has just been so great but we got it we got to keep it moving here on the oh, we gonna come back to this later on we got many more topics to talk about man. <laughs> it, it seems like it, it seems like it, but yes. in the beast <laughs> i'm worried for nami now man this is crazy yeah man but well, yeah we're going to you next phase on man we got to go to art's corner man what you got for us 
So, so uh, this is a week where uh, I, I am home alone. Daddy's uh, taking care of little one, and um, you know I'm doing this uh, this thing trying it out called sleep training. And I guess there's different methods to it. And you know, before you get the hate mail of how inhumane it is, I am trying the the cry it out method. Um, right now, he is fine, and I'm. As we are taping this right now, I am monitoring his sleep because I know he went to bed way too easy. So it's going to be a super tough night tonight. Um, but I just want to put it out there because we know we have some dads here in, in a group that went through this many years ago or going through it now. Um, you know, what's your thoughts on on the the cried out and, and how? Why is it easier for us as the dads to say? Just cry, we're good. Versus the mom who's like, "Oh my baby, it's I can't listen to him." I'm about to say, <laughs> first, I'm about to say exactly. None of us emotions. will be able to tell you why females <laughs> you know, are, are not able to understand. Hey, look, my biggest thing has always been if there was no physical harm done to them or no mental harm, like somebody deliberately trying to hurt them. You know, just like uh, you know, R.I.P. Miss Sweet Georgia Brown. But ain't nobody got time for that. You know, I, I do not have any time to, to get emotionally invested in a child, um, you know, crying or whining over, you know, insignificant things at the end of the day. It, it's time to go to bed. I understand that they would prefer to be held all night. You know, I, I would too. But you know, <laughs> it doesn't happen. <laughs> you know, instead of crying, you know what I did. Go to sleep. Little spoon. Like this one, he's trying to sneak in and get in on the thirteenth floor. Who's supposed to be asleep? What's, What's going on, bro? What's, What's up, man? It is our first guest appearance. <laughs> nah, actually our third. Oh, 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 Everybody, this is Kellen. So, Kellen, this is all the fellas. But go ahead, Faison. Huh? So yeah, oh, we got Nia too. Look at that. Hey. Real dads around here, ladies right, and gentlemen. Yes, real dads. Yes. All day. I was baby. thinking, yeah, I'm, I'm just. Bed, That's the number one job. <laughs> you know, go to bed. <laughs> so and I, I mean, I'm just thinking about everything. So I'm kind of like, <laughs> I'm trying to figure out this. It's not the now process. It's going to happen. It's 12 o'clock or one o'clock where I know. He's going to need to, to cry out for 15 minutes, 20 minutes. And I'm, I'm looking at him. You're going to sleep. So am I. That's fine with it. But I got five days all to get this thing in before the wife comes back. So I'm hoping yeah. that I can train him yes, good and get to, it ready. I, I pray so, for you because exactly, she's going to come back and, and totally disregard if he wakes up <laughs> one time. <laughs> and it doesn't matter when it is. Exactly. Hey, don't do it. She don't do it. You listen to this podcast. Do not totally break be like, the mode. <laughs> what, first off, first off, first off, what kind of demon are you <laughs> having my baby be crying all night long? How dare you? You are going to be sleeping downstairs. It you got one the way. It is not good. All right, he's a, he's in another room or in a room with y'all? No, same room right now. Okay, so that that's the next thing. You need to move that crib? Yeah, that needs out to go. Room. You're getting a three-bedroom. Three-bedroom's coming in September. So, so that, that, the move's happening. Because I got to get ready yes. for baby number two. I can't oh, have yeah. him and number two in the same room. So I'm trying to get him ready because I need him to be sleeping while number two is crying up. And I, if not, they're going to be in the same room battling each other out. Exactly. Yeah. To death. Now nah, you know so, what? Summertime though, they kind of will cancel each other out. They'd be able to have that like mental <laughs> baby talk of like, at least we here together. You know, we in the jail cell please. together. I'm, I'm gonna throw you some. I'm gonna throw you some cookies. You throw me your bottle. Let's just go ahead and negotiate. Yeah, man. The biggest thing, man, is gonna be the consistency. So you are gonna have to sit EJ down and be like, look, it worked for five days. That means it's gonna work for six. So exactly. let's just keep it. Let's just keep you it know going, that man. Doesn't matter. All she's doing is <laughs> I mean, that's tough. crying, crying, crying. I, I see Nothing it all the time. EJ down. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> Last yeah. night we tried it for the first time, and, and she was still here. And she was like, "Hey, hey, hey! You didn't want me. We were going to start." I was like, "Well, why would I start now? You're leaving tomorrow. Let's get it going." Oh, you didn't warn me. That was exactly. <laughs> I didn't warn you. If I warned you, you would try to talk me out. I ain't got time for that. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> there would have been a conversation. It would have just no, no, no. You could just wait till I leave. I'll be gone by the next day. You know that's exactly. Uh huh. That so that's, my, that's, that's my corner. That's what I wanted to talk about this week. You know, usually it's, it's some crazy topic, but this time it was actually, you know, it's my life. My corner is my life. And today, this is my corner. Trust yeah. me, There are certain stages the kids grow through that as adults, they you realize they hit. It's like, 
Thank God I got this time back. <laughs> Going to sleep on their own is one. When they can wash their own butts. <laughs> when they can wipe their own butts. And when they can get their own breakfast in the morning. Oh man, I'm trying <laughs> right. right. Those so go down there. Right but get you back so much time in your life, you're like, I thought I was going crazy for I will, I will, I will leave both of the uh, you know, Carol Art, I will leave you both that gym of, you know, it, getting them dressed too, getting themselves dressed. That's another one that you can add to the list. We're going we gonna to jump into that on the next podcast. Everything y'all just said. Oh, I would man. tell you, it is, it is valuable to one of the things I love so much about my daughter, Taylor, shout out, is the fact that she has always been um, on the track of independence. And even mm. though, you know, she's very uh, respectable and all that good stuff, she still has always been like the first she's got a uh pretty much her twin cousin who's only a couple months older than her that mm. you know she still was getting dressed before him she was you know be able to feed herself able to get up just the same thing dj said about the breakfast that all of those i will leave y'all with those gyms work on that early encourage them allow them to do don't get so um upset on the i, I can do it i can do it go ahead and let them try and work them through mm. getting them to do yeah. it to make them do it because trust there's nothing worse than having to be that helicopter parent and always yeah. doing stuff don't do it nope. Nope. what you got like, what was what was asher what's going on what's over there happening over there oh uh, man i was just gonna say you know babies are they're so intelligent mm-hmm. you may not and dumb <laughs> <laughs> What? Ladies no, no there's there, there, some dumb moments. There are some very dumb moments. Uh-huh. <laughs> you can beat your They're head. They're learning art. Oh, they don't know no better. <laughs> that was great. Let's bring it back. Let's talk about the intelligence part. <laughs> I can't believe you just said that. <laughs> so, so Namdi probably knows that his mom is not uh-huh. there. Absolutely. Yeah. He's going to conduct himself totally. <laughs> he sure Absolutely. <laughs> because he's going to know, man, dad's not going to care if I get up and I start making noise. So I might nope. as well stay asleep. <laughs> yep. As soon as mommy <laughs> come back, it's going to be a he's whole other like, thing. Oh. Yeah, they, they can smell, uh-huh. Ooh, yeah. wait a minute. <laughs> Mommy's not only here, she's in the room, right? <laughs> <laughs> yep. Hey, uh, Carol, I don't know how you're going to do it, but, um, yeah, it's your time, man. What are you, you, you got a nugget for the people, bro? Yeah, man, come on, man. Wrap it up. If you got a bet. Bet, bet on me. Come on, man. Oh, there it is. Oh, I love bet it. on Black. Oh, 7-Eleven. 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 Coach K, K, bring us home, baby. Hey, Last so, huddle. I'm going to take it back to teachers versus educators. And we talked about that in the platform of schools. But there are so many other platforms that you can apply that to. So you can be a father or a mother versus a parent Mm. be a supervisor versus a leader so get out there and get involved in your different areas that you're in and find out what are you really are you developing people are you just helping people to maintain in their current capacity think about that and once you figure that out let us know if you need some help, we can give you some direction. Here. Yeah, yeah. 13th floor, baby. There it is. Hey, be fresh, man. Before we get up out of here, man, I drop all of these. You know, you can listen here, there, and wherever. First jam of the week, baby. What you got for us this week? You know, uh, again, I thank my Instagram followers, my Facebook friends, uh, you know, all my fan pages, the legions and legions of the, uh, of the um, fresh makers out there. You know, we love and respect you. Uh, but this morning after my uh, actually midday workout, I went ahead and had the opportunity to listen to this new Damon Marley tune called Living It Up. Um, I'm going to go ahead and drop it on the remix. Well, I guess we can try to drop it right here through the microphone. Give y'all a little taste. Hey, hey. Man, I love the island vibes, man. I saw I love the island vibes. You know, always R.I.P. to my dog, my father, Soldier Big Bang. You know that island vibe yeah. stay with me. 
All day, every day, baby. Hey, Groove. That is your fresh jam of the week, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, you can yes, check it out. What's that? Yeah. Damian Marley, Junior Gong. Damon Marley, Junior Gong, living it up. Y'all make sure to go check it out. I have it on title. You know, I support Jay-Z by Black Baby. Easy. There it is. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I hope you enjoyed the show, man. New format, new 13th floor here. Remember, you can check us out on the iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Plays, YouTube, SoundCloud, Facebook. We going live uh, every week, man. You can check us on uh, Fridays. We drop the podcast every Friday. So stay, in, stay tuned with us. Uh, next comments. week. We need your comments. Please talk to us. Yeah. We, yes. we want to talk to y'all. We want to engage, not just talk to. We want to engage with y'all. We want to know what you would like to hear us talk about. We want to know more hot topics. We, we, we are here. We're ready. We got microphones. They nice. Let's do it. Yeah. Let's do it. Shout out. Shout out to my sister-in-law, Rennie Ingram. She is the only person that listened last week and actually attempted to count the number of so, so <laughs> By default, we will be sending her a Fledgeology t-shirt. How many what, did she get to? Well, I was going to say what was awesome is the fact that the souls that we dropped was actually 13th because, 13, excuse me, because we are on the 13th floor. So that was actually an Easter egg. It wasn't, you know, there we was doing is. that on purpose. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha. There it is, man. Make sure you check us out again next week. We're going to be talking about financial fledging within our community. Art's going to be trying to lead. He's going to be leading that discussion, man, to give us some tips and tricks, and we're going to get into that. So definitely check us out next week. But and, that is And very serious before you go, um, I want to put out um, APB on T.I.'s voice. So mm. everybody here. Please. 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 voice anywhere. Told you, man. He got a foot halfway in the door. I think what happened. No, 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 Wow. No, man, like the whole show, wow. the whole show, it was really, it was really just, uh, it was phenomenal, like the, the education part of the show itself, man. Like I, I felt like a listener, you know what I mean? I felt like a viewer. Hey, uh, but leave it in the comments, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> and like that, hey, well, there it is. You look like a viewer too. <laughs> hey, man. Well, there it is, ladies and gentlemen. There it is, ladies and gentlemen. We are done here on the 13th floor where the furniture isn't always the best, but the views are amazing. Amazing. Ah. Amazing. Now is your time. Now I can go catch Game of Thrones. Let's get it. (laughs) How it was dope. It was dope. It was exceptionally dope. I'm glad my dog about to get up out of the...